Hey everyone, this is Laurie Ricciadoni, and you are listening to A Taste for All Seasons. This show explores seasonal living, and we do this through food and lifestyle. We cook our way through the seasons here and explore different seasons of life as well. This week's episode is focused on learning about our ancestors and rediscovering family lore as one of the most fundamental ways to pay homage to those who came before us. Knowing and celebrating your family history will not only bring you closer to your kin, but it's also something that you can pass on to your children, friends, extended family, all the generations to come. So I will pose the question, what does your family mean to you? And the way that you answer that question will depend on your upbringing, your family history, and your, and your culture as well. And maybe the thought of family is not so appealing to your particular circumstance right now. However, I would argue that family is a gateway to history and the life of the people that came before us. What do you carry with you from your family? Well, it could be a language. Those of you lucky enough to have that language passed on, so many of us have not experienced that because we wanted to Americanize uh, our, our, our children. It could be clothing, beliefs, or values. What about food and cuisine? To me, food is a beautiful way to not only pass down heritage and culture, but it's a form of education that you can share with other people. And many of us are accustomed to cultural or familial dishes that we grew up with. Perhaps we may take for granted, right, these family dishes that carry with them memories, history, and love. So if you are a person who has not explored your family history, food may be the perfect place to start. And it's a delicious place to start. I have learned so much about my background and life, my family lineage of food, and I hope to inspire you with what you might discover on your own personal exploration. So if you are a curious cook or person, stay with us. All right, I just transported myself back to Brooklyn in my grandmother's kitchen. My grandmother was the matriarch of a family of 11 children. It's Easter time. And growing up in a large Italian family who did acknowledge the Easter holiday, this was a time for celebration and lots and lots of food. And this celebration, although I hold it a little differently than when I was growing up, it's close to my heart because it's where I learned how to make what we called the Easter Easter or got the pie. See, the Brooklyn comes out in me. I put those R's or take the R's away where they, they shouldn't be. Anyway, <laughs> it's what my grandmother called that it got the pie. There's a lot of different names for it, but essentially the Easter pie. And it was made with a sweet crust. And these pies were actually ubiquitous in many Italian kitchens, both in Brooklyn and in Italy. And to this day, it warms my heart when I think of all her children, my aunts and uncles, stopping by to pick up their pies. 
It was holidays like Easter that I learned the power of sharing food prepared with love. For me, the gift of food is like no other. It brings with it a bond, a connection that I have taken with me in my life as I move forward. And all those aunts and uncles and my grandmother and so many of my family are no longer here. But I have those recipes. I have those, those, the, the taste of it, the smell of it, the experience of making it with me. And taking those family recipes with us can feel like a warm blanket covering over us. I know that it feels like that way to me. So getting back to the ricotta pie, it has few ingredients. It actually has a sweet crust that is added a little bit of sugar and kind of a traditional pastry crust. And it has a creamy filling of ricotta with eggs that are whipped into it gently, lemon zest, some sugar. And my grandmother's secret ingredients, I think, was a pinch of cinnamon. I don't think everyone put cinnamon in theirs, but it just came through just enough to recognize it and really just give it another element of deliciousness. You can make this filling and the dough a day ahead or two a time. Just keep it chilled in the refrigerator. And the dough also has very few ingredients, but the technique is important. Back in the day, most folks, like my grandmother, used vegetable shortening like Crisco. Some of you might not even know what that is, but that's what gave the crust its flaky crumb. But as a natural and seasonal cook, I have modified my grandmother's ingredients for a healthier version of this family heirloom, I like to call it. Because we, people still, my cousins will still reach out, do you have the ricotta pie recipe? So I love that. That still keeps that, that family connection going. But instead of using shortening, I am using a healthier fat of grass-fed unsweetened butter. You want to be sure to chill the dough before rolling it out when you're making it because chilling hardens the fat in the dough, which will assist the crust in preserving its structure, structure as it bakes. You also want to be sure to cool the pie before cutting into it. My grandmother used to leave all the pies, and there were many of them, remember, 11 children. She would leave them in the cellar for a cool environment until all her kids picked up the very last of that long-awaited Easter pie. We used to argue over them. But take note that many tasty American recipes from the last century, they contained Crisco, which was marketed as a healthy cooking oil or fat at the time. What many people didn't realize was that Crisco is actually a highly processed cottonseed oil, which was a waste and byproduct of processing cotton. It was used for lubricating machine parts in factories before we decided it was edible. Okay, using it to lubricate machine parts and then eating it, that sounds pretty crazy to me. And it's why it was so cheap, which was another kind of benefit for a lot of people back in the day. But we've learned now that seed oil like these are used by your body cells and they're easily oxidized in the body, causing inflammation and more rapid aging. Okay, I know I digressed a bit, but I thought that was uh, some information worth mentioning. 
Getting back to our beautiful ricotta pie. This is one of those family recipes that brings me a sense of my history, my roots that were first planted in Brooklyn in my grandmother's kitchen. For the full recipe, please visit my website, laurierichardoni.com. You will have the very simple recipe there, but just follow the techniques that I just shared about chilling your, uh, your pie dough before rolling it out and then filling it with that creamy, delicious ricotta filling and putting it in the oven for maybe 40, 45 minutes. Every oven is a little different until it just morphs into that golden, beautiful hue on the exterior and that warm, creamy ricotta filling with that little touch of cinnamon. Absolutely delicious. As always, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen in, and I hope that you will think about a family recipe that touches you in some way, that brings to you a sense of connection, and that links you to some beautiful experience around the table that you can share with your children or your extended family so they can get to know where your roots started in your kitchen. Little reminder for those of you who live in Asheville or planning to visit our beautiful state, I am offering seasonal cooking classes at CSL in Asheville, Center for Spiritual Living. And to sign up or just get more information, you can visit cslashville.org and click upcoming events to get a full description of all my classes. And I I hope to see you there. They're just wonderful, educational, delicious experiences. I would like to leave you with a final thought. Food for thought. Holidays are celebrated for a variety of reasons, including commemoration of historical events, but as well as particular days that have ethnic, cultural, and religious significance to some. In the celebration of a particular holiday, to a particular holiday, it's unique to each culture and society. So create your own that is unique to who you are. However you acknowledge any day, it is tastier gathered around the table. Until next time, bon appetito.